to Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we're speaking with Adam Williams. Hey, Adam, how are you? Doing all right. Thank you. Adam is the Chief Revenue Officer of Liquid Web and Nexus, and we'll talk a little bit about those companies in, in, in a bit. Um, Adam has actually done a ton of other amazing things in his career, but uh, you know we'll be talking a lot about growth and how you, you grow in a post-pandemic world. We'll be talking a lot also about culture. And so there's kind of key points that uh, I think are at the center of the new world and the new businesses that are shaping. But before we get there, Adam, tell us a little bit about your background and your career today. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and Ben, great to be here. Uh, really appreciate the time. Uh, the easiest way to think about Adam Williams is I started my career after college as a teacher and a coach, right? I was teaching high school history um, and I was a wrestling coach and am grateful uh, for that time. And it, it is, that is my core and has probably followed me through the last 25 years. So the mid nineties and the 2000 was my teaching. What, what kind of history did you teach? Um, world geography, world history, and then American history as well. Um, nice. in, the, in the Virginia school system and loved it. Um, yeah, but that's again, so I grew up in, uh, my father is a colonial American historian. So I uh, have had to, uh, I've been to many, many of the big plantations in Virginia. Um, and uh, you may have actually even used his textbook. He actually oh, really? wrote uh, America Past and Present. So, yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, I, went to... I am the Breen. I am the son of the Breen of the author of that book. <laughs> really? So what's funny is I, I'm avid reader. And so I have every house I've had, I usually have like a library and stuff like that. But I, I kept, I was a history major at Washington and Lee. Um, and I kept all my textbooks in the, in the history side of things. I have your dad's book in my, in the other room, which is, which is pretty cool. That's amazing. Small world. <laughs> yeah. Small world. Um, so from, Hey, from, from teaching, I then, uh, made my way over to technology, different work for bigger companies some startups. I love the startup mentality. Um, I love the ability to wear multiple hats. Uh, one of those startups, uh, we started early back in 04, um, early employee with those guys. We were a SaaS provider called webmail.us. Um, we connected and started using a company called Rackspace. We became one of their largest customers and then their first acquisition in 07. Um, so that kind of got me into this wonderful world that is Rackspace, that's where culture is the thing. They put someone in a straight jacket every month. They, they have a fanatical experience. Like it's pretty cool, right? Um, I, I was in, I was in sales before that, uh, that acquisition let me do some other things. It also let me go to London, um, which was awesome to be able to turn around part of the business there. And again, uh, every stop along my way, there's, there's teams and there are people that allowed, uh, me and my folks to be successful. And London was one of those things, came back, uh, worked for Microsoft for a bit, uh, then went back to Rackspace and then had the opportunity to come over to Liquid Web and become their first uh, chief revenue officer, a uh, similar type company to Rackspace, right? Hosting company. Um, around tenth the size, right? But still, we're in the we're in the similar type of space. Uh, heavy believers there. Liquid Web are the most helpful humans in hosting, right? So uh, again, culture is very very important to us, and that that's where I am today. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, obviously, companies like uh, Rackspace and the story there is kind of a le- legendary, and, and certainly Liquid Web and companies that are moving into in, in this area and growing uh, are critical. But tell us a little bit more about um, what's happening with at Liquid Web and, and some of these topics that 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 I know are important to you, Adam, like um, how your company's thinking about culture, how you think about business culture. Um, especially, as I said, in this kind of post-pandemic era. Yeah. So I, I read in a book somewhere, and it's always kind of stuck with me, but the, the success of others is the most important thing. And I think if you follow that philosophy um, in life and work, it, it kind of, it makes sense and it, it dictates your conversations and your work and impact. And hey, at Liquid Web, same thing that we've done at other companies is, is how do we uh, reduce the complexity of like the buying experience, right? Um, the selling experience, the buying ex- experiences, the support experience. And when you think about how do, how do I help others be more successful, that again, that flows out. Um, similar to what we're doing here, right? What I'm trying to do here at Liquid Web is, is how do we figure out ways to where we can reduce that complexity and help people come to us, you know, for example, today, uh, we're large in the e-commerce space, right? And you saw with COVID and the pandemic, everyone's at home, everyone's side hustle might or a lot of people's side hustle became their main hustle, kind of thing. How do I sell things online? And that's what we're we're able to kind of do on our side. We provide that hosting. We work at some great agencies um, that help us do that as well. You know, do that for for smaller businesses. That's great. I mean, so so tell me more about how uh, you know uh, the the topics. I guess really kind of like growth and how how companies are approaching that right now. I mean. I would say in the the hosting space, you know, in my own world, uh, you know, the first conversations are always right around hosting when it comes to growth. So, um, you know, how do you guys participate in that conversation? Yeah, well, look, uh, both both hosting companies uh, that I've been associated with are around 20 years old. And so you've seen from dot com bust and, you know, to all the things to the economy tanked in, in 09 and 2010. Um, where we are today is still finding, you know, we have thousands upon thousands of customers. And so we know who we're talking to and we know that we've solved for things in the past. But when you when you really talk about growth and let's put it in context of, you know, we're coming out of the pandemic, we're coming out of COVID. We're not out, but we're we're coming. Things are opening up. Uh, we have to understand that our, our the people that buy from us, the agencies, our, our partners that help us sell like life has changed for them as well. Right. The engagement, what you and I were speaking about earlier. We, I think we have the Zoom, Google Hangouts and, and Microsoft Teams overload. Um, it's always been a part of life. Now it was life. Um, how do we start to intermingle? How do we interact uh, with our customers and with our partners in a way that kind of, you know, can we do the face-to-face anymore? I think I think we have to change. I think companies like Liquid Web, and I don't care if it's hosting or whatever, we have to take a real hard look on how we're going to operate moving forward, right? right? How, how things happen. You and I were talking about conferences. Like I was done with conferences in 05. I don't really, you know, and that's just me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, Adam, you are, uh, we call kind of like a bleeding early adopter, right? Uh, you know, to this kind of remote work structure. And, and, and I would love to, you know, I think you probably pick your brain and hear from you on, on your thoughts because you've been doing it for, yeah. uh, I think over a decade, right? So, uh, but, but a lot of companies are, are rethinking all of this stuff. And how, how do you think that's going to play out? Yeah. And, Look, it's a great question. Um, I'll start with, I think it, it, we have to find a balance and what the balance was in 20, early 2020 no longer exists today. There are, there are people, there are industries that, uh, 
they need to be right. And that face-to-face -face interaction with that proximity, close proximity, the whiteboarding in a room, right? Those type of things need to happen. Um, but the nine to five, like in a cubicle, I, I think, I hope um, is, is those days are past. I think companies that adopt that. Um, I would be fascinated if I was an investor in like the WeWorks, the world and things like that, that mobile workplace. Um, you know, you know on, on our side, I mean, it's just, again, trying to find ways to engage with and empower people. When I think about remote, right? When I think about what's motivated me um, is I want to, I want it to seem like I'm sitting next to you, right? And so I, you know, what that means is though, is I have to be hyper aggressive on, or not aggressive, but responsive, right? Um, I have to be acceptable. Productivity um, is a choice, right? And so productivity, you know, find ways to be. I, I told you, like, I'm in my kitchen right now with this beautiful background. Right? I have a great office upstairs. Um, you know, I need to change my scenery a little bit, but I'm, I'm not going to be going back into the office to ever kind of do that. So, again, when I think about the remote world and the lessons that I've learned is, one, remove distractions, um, stay productive, and make it seem, right, give someone the impression that um, you're right next door. They need me. My team and my group know they can contact me, and I am right there and available. So, I mean, I think all of those are really valuable lessons, and uh, I know that uh, you've highlighted culture as being a critical area to consider. In fact, uh, you call you know, add it, use the word uh, you know, cultural fanatic. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm curious because I, I'm, I'm experiencing it my in in our company. Like culture is evolving and changing in, in the context of this new work structure. And what, what do companies need to be thinking about uh, to, to make this um, lively and grow in this kind of new way? Yeah. And look, not all companies, but uh, culture takes effort, right? And lip service to culture is actually more damaging than a bad culture. Um, and so when I think about companies, and I think about, it, again, as we move forward, Culture takes effort and it takes buy-in from all levels, right? Um, and I think that that is important. Again, take me out of the industry. It doesn't I could be selling flowers? It doesn't matter. The the company, the culture has to be. Look, I think that culture. When you think about that first comment, right? Success of others is the most important thing. Empower people, right? Let's empower. Whether you're in a data center again, or you're a salesperson, or a product person, or an engineer, it doesn't matter. Allow people to feel empowered because uh, what happens is remarkable actions take place, right? And, and productivity goes up. And I think that we, we as, as employers have to be thinking about how we're going to empower others. Um, I always kind of laugh, one of my claims to, like I talk about top five strengths, um, and I won't cuss on the show, but like, let's get stuff out of the way. I'm really good for my team about getting stuff out of the way, because I believe that if I have the right people, right? That we hired them for a purpose. Let them see jobs talk about it as well, right? Why would I hire smart people and tell them what to do, right? Hire the smart people and they tell me, what do you need out of your way? That's how I start my day. What do you need out of your way? What can I go do today? And I think that that, you know, companies that kind of focus on, hey, if you have the right people, you invested in them, uh, empower them to do, do what you hired them to do. So, I mean, as companies think about the next phase in growth. I mean, I, I it's an interesting one because, uh, in fact, actually the pandemic uh, year was a big growth year for, for our business, um, but, and, and it continues to grow. And, and you see that the economy in general in the U.S., and I'd say the U.S. is really leading the way right now, maybe China as well a bit, but uh, are, is growing very, very quickly. And, uh, you know, you're, the, 
cloud services are at the center of all of that. Um, how are you guys thinking about the opportunity and, and the challenges that uh, you guys face as that goes forward? Yeah, like it's one, again, understanding that things are not what they were in March 2020, right? And, and before, and whether you want them to be or not might not be your choice. And so adapt and, and understand that our partners and our customers also have to adapt. The beautiful thing about on the cloud, right, is that the adaptability, the, the ability to, to scale up, scale back. Um, and that's, you know, that's something that we focus at here. It's other host companies. But again, outside of that um, is how do you accommodate new buying, buying cycles, right? Where it used to be transactional, now it might take a little bit longer because you know what? Everyone's gotten really good at shopping online, right? It's no, not just the Amazons of the world. There's lots of ways to go buy and consume. And not only that, but you have the ability to go look at what do other people say where you might not have done that in the past, right? And so understanding that the buying cycle, just that, that customer journey has changed. Um, well, you know, as we try again, everyone's kind of adapting on, on the fly a little bit, right? But be willing to adapt and understand that our customers are going to buy differently than they used to. And, and I mean, you guys had an interesting value prop that you mentioned right up front. I mean, how, how do companies differentiate themselves in, in the, in the cloud service. space? Good. Cus customer service. That's, that's at the end of the day, people, you know, will remember how you treated them. Maya Angelo has the comment, right? Like that quote. Um, and that's true. People remember, and I'm a big believer in, in something called NPS, the Net Promoter Score. Right? Grew up at um, at Rackspace. Is you know I can talk about whatever company I work for all day long, and that's all well and good, right? But I'm a, I'm a decent talker, and I can convince people. Having someone else say how good of the company that I work for, and that they would recommend it to their friend or their friends, like that is powerful. And they do that because the experience that they went through, whether that was buying something, being supported, right? Maybe it was even canceling, right? All of that has to be like center and, and focus for any of the companies. It has to be about the customer. And that experience is fantastic. I mean, it's been really interesting to talk to you about how the industry is evolving and, and also certainly how culture is, 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 is taking a new shape at obviously at, at your own company at Liquid Web, but broadly in, in, in other businesses. And certainly you've had some amazing experiences at Rackspace, et cetera. But, you know, changing gears slightly for, for you during this pandemic, I mean, it's been a, it's been a wild year. I mean, uh, tell us a little bit about your own experience uh, during yeah. that. Event. So, yeah, so I, I, switched, I switched gigs uh, at the end of March of 2020. So right as... Wow. Actually, I left San Jose, California the day before they did like shelter in place, like the 11th or 12th of March that year. And so anyways, I switched jobs. Um, I mean, true story, I just met my boss, the CEO of the company, Carrie Wheeler, uh, two weeks ago. Like we've done all the Zoom, but I never met him, right, in, until two weeks ago. Um, I will say that the opportunity that it gave me is I realized a weekend, um, a weekend of the, the role, it's like, okay, I can't go to Michigan, I can't go to San Antonio. What am I, you know, how am I going to get, I, I like to be in front of people. I, you know, I do my all hands. I want to be like engaged with the team. I ran, I took my entire org list of 60 some people and I randomly went through the entire list and set up one-on-ones with them. Right. Wow. And I, I will tell you, it was a brutal two weeks because I did it all within a short period of time. And I went in with an agenda of like, Hey, this is Adam. This is me. These are some of my expectations, but you don't get to know me, but then let's just chat and talk. And Ben, I will tell you that it was uh, career changing. From, I will do it wherever stop I go along the way. Again, because I met some individual contributors before I met managers. And right. it was awesome. 
Um, that like in my experience, I never would have really thought about doing it that way. I would have pulled everyone in. I would have met managers first. And, hey, I'm your CRO. You know, good to meet you. Then I would have done. And these would have all been uh, via like Zoom or Microsoft yeah. Teams or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they were. We use we use Google Hangouts. Um, but it was awesome. It was exhausting, right? Because I'm doing like ten a day um, and things like that. But it was wow. I cannot tell you how enlightening it was. One to give them an opportunity to to meet with me, but really, I mean, to, for me to be able to meet them on a personal level, no one else in the room. I was like, I would always end with like, "Hey, you got, you know, I'm the head sales guy, I'm the CRO in the room with you right now. No one else is here. What do you want to know? What do you want to talk about?" Kind of thing. Yeah. Like it was, and we have a wide, very diverse group, which is awesome. Lots of things came up, and it was very, it was, it was awesome for me to great lesson learned, and I will repeat that. I now do the one on ones every quarter. Um, with anyone, you know, with anyone and everyone in the org. So yeah, I, I I agree. I I've been thinking a lot about this because on the one hand, these uh, Google Hangouts or Teams or Zooms are are technological, right? We're using it. We're using technology. But on on another level, they're they're in some ways more human in the sense that. I have I have also had incredible one-on-one conversations with people right. in a way where we get to a level of intimate understanding of one another in a, in a much more rapid clip than we would in a conference room somewhere. And I, I, I've been thinking a lot about that because, you know, we talk a little bit about the fatigue related to these technologies, but at the same time, um, I, I don't think I could, I would change that for the world, especially during the pandemic, right? Where people were really hurting, you know, you, people were losing family members and right. it was, uh, it was, a it was a, it was a real, it was been a real moment. And so, um, I think you're absolutely right. That's a brilliant, brilliant piece of advice, Adam. And that one, those one-on-one sessions that you can do for, with, with executives can make, a you know, make a, a level of difference for the rest of your life and their lives. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, it's it, it set the tone and look, let's be clear. I wish I could say that I'm the smartest guy in the room. I'm never, never am. I was lucky. I was like, I just, I need something to get to know these folks where I can't do it in person. And so just, again, good lesson learn. And I, I will follow that throughout. I look one comment I want to make about you're right. I think that uh, COVID like hard, so many people dying and sick. Right. Yeah. Um, but it also like the some of the things that like it, it allowed us to be human, yeah. right? Like you knew I have dogs, right? I told you I'm in my kitchen, <laughs> right? Like it, we became and and kiddos like my kiddos walking, you know, coming from outside in. Like he always wanted me to be off camera. Like one, I've been doing Zoom and video and stuff like that for years and years. Like I I I've lived remote, right? Yeah. But it's that human you know, that human aspect you kind of lose, right? I'm not dressed up. I my team just called me out, so I start the day and end the day with my sales leaders. And one of one of my VPs is like, "What are you wearing a collar shirt for?" Like, really? <laughs> like, like, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this uh, interview here. It's like, don't worry. Like, hey, I got shorts on and flip flops down below. Here I am. <laughs> yeah, that humanness is, uh, I think, is something that kind of came out where you know you, you're just you're a little bit more gr- grateful and graceful with understanding. Like, hey, I get it. Like my yeah. kid, uh, my my son did uh, online school, and so all of a sudden I'm a teacher again, and I am awful at fourth grade, fifth grade math. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, right. It's like, so, but you're finding, and my team knew I was awful. And my son gave me like a little 
little sticker and stuff like that. It was it was funny, but like my team got to know parts of me because it, we were living right, like we're yeah. at home, they're at home too. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, Adam, it's been so fun talking to you today on Uncaged. Uh, we've been talking to Adam Williams. He's the Chief Revenue Officer of Liquid Web and Nexus. Liquid Web is a hosting company devoted to web and cloud professionals, providing managed hosting products and services to over 45,000 customers spanning 150 countries. Um, we've been talking to Adam about, about a lot of different things, but uh, key things really that I'm taking away here is mapping out kind of those growth strategies and how you, how you do that for companies and two, how to think about culture and developing culture in this kind of, I'd say, hybrid world that is, that is developing and, and some of the advice that you have. Uh, specifically, I think that, that, that idea of making the time for those one-on-one -on -one sessions is really, really valuable. So Adam, thank you so much for being on the show today. If someone want, wanted to find you and reach out to you, where, where, where should they find you? Uh, LinkedIn is probably the easiest way to get in touch. Um, I, I, I years ago made a decision to devote at least 30 minutes a day to it, just to kind of read, consume, and interact with folks, especially as you change jobs and go through your network grows. Yeah, so LinkedIn is probably the easiest way. Great. Well, listen, Adam, thank you so much for being on the show today. Uncage is a program that provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. Hope to talk to you again soon. Cheers. Have a great day. Bye-bye.